from the Diocese of Gallup. Welcome to Crozier Cast. I'm Director of Communication Suzanne Hammonds. With me, as always, is your host, Bishop James Wall. And today we have a special guest. Um, Jerry, could you introduce yourselves to our listeners? Introduce yourself, yourself. to our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah, my name is Jerry Montoya. And I am the, I guess, the coordinator of the uh, Sacred Heart Spanish Market here in Gallup. Um, so where are you originally from? I'm originally from, I was born in Las Vegas, New Mexico. So there, for some of our listeners, there is another Las Vegas other yes, than the one yes. in Nevada. It's, it's <laughs> I was much from, calmer. Yeah. <laughs> I was born in Las Vegas, and uh, my mother's side of the family was from Pecos, and uh, Las Vegas and Pecos, and then eventually we migrated into Grants, uh, following my grandfather who uh, came to work in the mines. Mm -hmm. Is that the old uranium mines? Actually, or he was, that, it was mines? before that. He was actually working in the floor spar mines. Okay. Uh, a little south of Grants, uh, south of San Rafael. The floor spar mines are, are uh, it's an additive they put in steel to make it harder. And uh, uh, it's basically just volcanic ash. Sure. Oh, yeah, and you have all that at uh, yes. Malpais. Yes. Malpais. So they take it and. Yeah. I don't know how they do it, but they, it's, you know, and, and they add it to steel to, to harden, for a hardener. So that's what, that's what brought your family over to the Grants area, yes. which is where you live now? Yes. And um, so how long have you been there now? How many years? Oh, Give or geez. take. Make I, you force them to tell his age. Oh, man. But they didn't say how old you were when you moved there. <laughs> um, I was real young when I moved there. You go. I've lived there most of my life, so I was going to say at least... A good, uh, let's say, maybe 60 years. Yeah, and for anyone who's outside the diocese, uh, Grants is one of the areas where the Route 66 runs through. Yes. Uh, it didn't make the song. It's one of the towns <laughs> that didn't make the song like Gallup did. But uh, it's only about an hour east of Gallup on uh, the, uh, the old 66 and the, uh, on the 40. And so it's not, not, not too far away. So you're, a, uh, you're an artist. Even You have a proper term, though. In New Mexico, we have a proper term. Well, yes, I'm a, uh, a Spanish colonial artist or a santero. Um, I haven't always been a santero. I, uh, I went to, I've always wanted to be an artist um, from the time I was real small. Uh, quick story, my mother um, worked in a, in a drugstore when I was younger in Milan for Mr. Milan. And uh, I don't know, you probably remember when they, uh, the candy came into the drugstore, it was in boxes, like the candy bars. Yeah. And in between each candy bar, there was a little sheet of, oh, yeah. of cardboard. It was usually, most of the time, it was fairly nice cardboard. And it was white. It was like a tag board. And, they, and my mother used to take all those out and save them for me. And I used to draw on them when I was like, you know, because, well, back, we were pretty poor. <laughs> that's how you started on But that's how side. I started, yeah. And nice. Pretty soon... Um, I just started, you know, drawing, and then I always wanted to be an artist, and I went to school in New Mexico State to learn how to be an artist. I never really actually uh, got my degree from there. I got an associate's degree, because sure. I basically just went to learn how to be an artist. I really didn't want to be a teacher or anything like that, but uh, I got to learn about the, I, I guess, professional way to be an artist or... or uh, uh, educational way to be an artist, I guess. So you you are um, you're a santero, and which is an artist of the only 
It's really the, it's the only indigenous Catholic art in the United States. Everything else is pretty much an import. Yes. But it, it came out of the, the work of the missionaries, right? The Spanish yes. missionaries. Out of the Spanish missionaries, yes, about uh, 300 years ago, 400 years ago. Um, what happened was when the uh, uh, the mission uh, when the Spanish first came in, they brought in the the friars and uh, the Franciscans would come in and they would set up their the the churches or 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 all the little chapels, sure. and uh, and then they would move on to another place. Well, when they left, they would, you know, they taught all the indigenous people or the people that were there how to pray to the to the saints. But when they left, they would take the saints <laughs> because they were nice saints that they brought from sure. Europe. You know, they were. So um, what would happen was, uh, you know, somebody would need a, uh, an image of Our Lady of Guadalupe or something to pray to, and. They didn't have one, so they would use uh, uh, the natural material that they had there on hand, and they would get a person who knew how to carve or paint, and they would uh, they would make one up, and uh, you know actually, and the uh, the more religious the santero was, the 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 stronger the image or the sure. would be. So, and then they would have it blessed, of course, and then, but. Uh, they used all the natural resources they had, which were pine wood or whatever. I remember somebody had told me that the you know the different colors, that, like the red, is made from a bug. Yes, yes, and That's then my of course, favorite one. <laughs> and then of course all the all the pigments they used to paint them. At first they just you know would uh, leave them natural, and then they started uh, um, uh, using using pigments. And the pigments they used, they basically learned from the indigenous people or the uh, that were around how to make their pigments. Um, the reds are very hard to get, so they would use a, a little bug that grows on cactus called cochineal. And it's a small bug, and uh, when you grind it, it's their shell actually, and when you grind them up, they have this beautiful, it's like a... The matate, a, right? Yes. Is it, yeah. it would turn like a, like, a, like a maroon purple, like a maroonish color, and then it depends on uh, what different additives you put in it would give it a different hue, like say for instance if you put like uh, lemon juice, a natural lemon or lime juice or, or things like that, uh, little acids of some kind would change the color to a brighter red or whatever. There's actually three basic colors, yellow, blue, and red. So the yellow was a chamisa plant and the Native Americans used to boil the chamisa to, to uh, dye their wool or cotton or whatever they were using and that's where the yellow comes from. And then the blue is indigo, which is a flower, which uh, I don't know. My friend Charlie Carillo <laughs> says that that uh, it grows uh, pretty heavily down south, okay. especially in the southern states like Louisiana and in that area. And he he seems to think that uh, well, I better not say nothing. <laughs> he, yeah, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, he'll correct me Charlie on that. Charlie, sure. he has a few opinions. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, he he uh, he said that he thought that it wasn't cotton that they grew mainly down there in the south, it was cochineal, or, or indigo, that was more popular sure. than the cotton because they used to use it to dye a lot of different things. It's very strong uh, pigment. So there you have your three pigments, you have red, blue, and yellow, and from those three you can make anything. Those are your primary colors, yes. right? Yes, those are your primary I remember oh. that from, yeah, <laughs> when I was from younger. School days. So I, well, you know, one of the things that always amazes me is this is not only the art is very devotional and it's a beautiful expression of one's faith. Um, you know, the first missionaries proclaiming the gospel to the people and the people embracing the faith and making it their own. 
but also the art is uh, very catechetical and um, you know it, it teaches it teaches basic tenets of our faith and one of the things that always amazes me I know at, uh, at San Jose at Laguna mm -hmm. uh, which that's the Laguna Santero yes, right the yes. famous famous Laguna Santero yeah the, the people have different views on who they think that might have been yes nobody knows yeah but they have uh, St. John Nepissim um, and it's near the confessional and St. John Nepissim um, offered his life he wasn't going to tell the confession of the queen to the king and he, he he tried to bribe him that didn't work and then he threatened him with his life and ultimately he died and I think that was a that's a great way to teach the seal of the sacrament of confession yes. that a priest will do anything uh, other than than share someone's confession and so that, that's one of the things that always you know amazes me and but, you know, in the, in the different churches, we always have the different saints that are important to them. St. Barbara, I think, is one that well, and, pops up a lot. And along with that story, you know, most of the Santeros, a lot of times they don't, they might not be familiar with the saint. But, uh, well, for instance, uh, this last week, uh, I was asked to do a, uh, a retablo of uh, uh, San Isidro and Maria de la Cabeza. Yeah. Santa Maria and nothing I, like last minute yeah right? and I knew I knew who she was but I never really researched her and you know because mainly we just uh, you know uh, a popular saint here is San Isidro like because of the popular, farmers yeah, and the yeah. ranchers so uh, I got to research her and uh, and so now I know more about her but it you know you you gain experience and knowledge as you go along sure yeah and if you ever get to Madrid yes you can uh, go to the church and pray at the, their tomb, the two of them. Yes. I stumbled into that church, or accidentally, I don't want to say I stumbled, but I accidentally came upon that church and uh, making a holy hour when I was in Madrid and uh, was able to go pray at their tomb. But, yeah, I think they're, they're uh, yeah, San Ysidro San is very popular. Yes. But Maria de la Cabeza, his wife, um, you know, it's nice to put them together, especially yes. uh, beautiful proclamation of the sacrament of holy matrimony, which is good. So, um, so do you, uh, yourself, if you were to have, do you have a saint that's your favorite? Well, yeah, um, my name is, my, my actual name is Jeronimo Francisco Montoya, which Francisco is Francis, so sure. my patron saint is St. Francis, so he's pretty much my favorite saint. The first one is it Jerome. Is that Jerome? What yes. So you got two biggies. Actually, got two biggies. Yeah, real but, biggies. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Francis mainly because my grandfather was named Francis or Frank also Francisco. Sure. So, um, but yeah, he's pretty much my my favorite, and of course Our Lady of Guadalupe. So which one do you do? What what, what saint um, do you do the most? Would oh you gosh. say probably those two? Uh, yeah, basically Our Lady of Guadalupe for one number one, sure. and uh, Saint Francis. Um, uh, Saint Anthony. Anthony, Saint I have Anthony. a beautiful one that you gave me. A beautiful um, Anthony. Uh, us Spanish people like uh, the uh, the Franciscans. Sure. We're just I don't know mainly I guess because where I lived we had Franciscan priests till uh, up to ten years ago sure. I, I would guess. Yeah, about ten years ago. But yeah, um, yeah mainly the Franciscans. Um, Pascual is is famous. He's not really. Um, can't say he's not a saint, but he's 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 known more around here for more of the commercial side of the. Sure, I guess. he's in everyone's kitchen. Yes, he's a patron saint of the of the cooks <laughs> and 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 the kitchen. So mainly those three. Sure. Are are the biggies. And then this weekend, so at our Spanish market, which we'll get into uh, in a little bit, but um, uh, or, uh, 
this weekend we always have a, a bishop's award. You have a number of different awards that, right. that different artists, and we always choose a theme. And this, this year's theme is one of my favorites. This is uh, St. Joseph, yes, San Jose. San Jose. And so there'll probably be a number of San Jose. Yes. It's probably a popular one too, right? Yes, yes. St. Yeah. Joseph is a very... And we always try to do one that's, that's fairly popular. I don't think we've done James yet, but I think that's probably one that we're going to have to do. Yeah. Santiago. Uh, I just saw something... I just saw something on a St. James the Greater. Um, we have two St. James that we... The one that they really do is St. James... Uh, I don't know they call him... Uh, uh, Santiago Matamuros, oh, which yeah. is St. James the Moor Killer. Moor Slayer. Yeah, Slayer, yeah. or whatever. Uh, he's the more famous one, I guess, because of uh, of, of the Moors in Spain. Sure. Yeah, they, they, they attribute the the uh, intercession of St. James of driving the Moors out of Spain. Yes. Yeah. So he's, uh, I don't know why I always see his uh, his images. He's, he's pretty famous up Matamoros, north. Matamoros, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they and if you go to if you go to Spain still now, and if you go to Compostela, you still see a few of those images. Um, they're 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 not as politically correct as yeah. they used to be, so sometimes they're covered up with flowers and stuff. But New Mexico, you you you'll see the you'll you'll see that that image. So why don't you talk a little bit about our, our the Sacred Heart uh, our our Spanish market? Okay. Um, and how how maybe how it came about? All right. Well, actually, the way it came about was um, I'll go back. 20 years ago or 20 almost this is our fifth year here so 25 years ago I started a show in Grants and it was called uh, um, uh, Fiesta the de Fiesta Colores. de Colores mm -hmm. but the the reason they started the show was because they wanted to do a a fiesta for the for the for the town sure for the city of Grants and uh, you know all the northern uh, little villages have their fiestas because of their church and whatever. But I don't know why they didn't go along with the church. Maybe at that time um, we were in between priests. Sure. So um, they decided to do a fiesta. So they called it. Well, let's just call it the Fiesta de Colores. The you know the fiesta of many colors because we have a lot of natives, Native Americans, Hispanics. Um, and if you don't know what a mining town, if you've ever lived in a mining town, there was, there was a lot of, uh, of uh, people that moved there from all over. Like my wife's people were from northern Michigan in the coal mines, or the, I mean uh, the uh, copper mines. Sure. And then there was coal miners. So there was a lot of different... Uh, yeah, French-Canadian uh, moving yes. in there. And, yeah, sure. So there was a lot of different cultures. So it started at that point, and uh, uh, we called it Fiesta de Colores. So I was uh, uh, given the task of putting together an art show, and at that time, um, Hispanic art shows were going really big in Albuquerque, and I was doing those, and a lot of these people that I have with me now did those. So uh, I got together that show, and uh, uh, eventually it turned out to be more of a Spanish colonial, uh, contemporary Hispanic type show. And uh, that lasted for 20 years, and then it kind of, um, I don't know, I guess um, the, the, the village or the town just kind of lost interest in it. Sure. After 20 years, all the volunteers that were working, it kind of got burnt out. Everybody kind of got uh, burnt out on it, I think. So at that point, uh, my bishop <laughs> uh, asked me if we would come and do one for their fiesta here. And I thought, well, okay, that's a good idea, but Gallup, New Mexico, hmm, it'll be, uh, <laughs> it'll be challenging, yeah. but I mean, it's only just a ways down the road from Grant, so sure. 
I mean, surely it's, it's the same. So we started it up here, and the first year we, we had a, a big success. Everybody uh, uh, accepted it really well, and, and uh, it's in our fifth year now. And like I say, it's basically um, the way that I did it, rather than uh, go out and try to uh, jury artists in or find different artists, is I am a Spanish colonial artist from Santa Fe and the Spanish Colonial Art Society, and they have a, um, uh, a following of artists. We do the Spanish market in the summer, and all my friends that are in that market, they're already juried in, so I already know that they were professionals and good enough to do that. Sure. And then right next to that, at the same time, there's a, a contemporary Hispanic market, which is basically the same, uh, but it's more of... Um, Contemporary. They use more contemporary uh, um, the materials. Materials, yeah, yes. Sure. And uh, so that's what this discludes them, if that's a word, from uh, from being in the Hispanic. Because uh, it's a it's a fairly strict art form. Yes, yes, yeah. it is. We have to we have to adhere to to just uh, uh, all the uh, traditional materials that they used 300 years ago. It's just fascinating. And, uh, but the contemporary people don't have to do that. So uh, I knew those people too, So and they were already juried into that show, so I didn't have to go out and try to find artists that were um, of, you know, of good quality or caliber, you know. And uh, so that's how that started, and we, and we just got the, the show together. I've had these artists, actually they've been following me for 25 years, which I can't believe, I don't know. I, I I think that we have the best of the best at this show. I think I so really too. I really do because I've been around to a few of them stuff, and you know, I've been up to the Spanish market in in Santa Fe, which is a which is quite the event. And uh, but I really do think that we have the best of the best. And and one of the things that really stands out to me is is um, um, you know this really is a show of of uh, of, of faith and culture. You know, yes. Those those, two, those coming together, and the church is always been a proponent of the arts and that's one of the things that, that we want to do we want to we want to have these images get out there for people to see them for people to purchase them people have them in their home in churches and stuff so that they can grow in their relationship with Christ and his church and and uh, that's what that's what these that's that's the whole the purpose the ultimate purpose yes of these exactly things. gives glory to God so I I think it's I think it's just uh, pretty exciting pretty amazing we have a little car show Yes, outside, yes. and that keeps getting bigger and bigger every year. And uh, this is the day that we do on uh, Saturday. We'll do the, the the drawing of the V8s for vocation. We're raffling off yes. a '57 uh, Thunderbird this year, which is uh, which I think that car came out of Grants. Yes, it did. So actually, a lot it of good did. things coming out of Grants. <laughs> and um, so there's yeah there's a there's a uh, there's a lot a lot of things um, a lot of things going on. So last question. What is the favorite, your favorite piece that you've, that you've done? Maybe in this form, in this art form, what, what is your, do you have a, a piece where you'd say, you um, know, I just love that one or? Yeah, I guess I, you know, in my phone here, I carry a picture of, uh, of uh, great, it's not coming up now. I, I did, uh, I like to do a lot of images of, I, South of Grants is a little village called San Rafael, mm -hmm. and my brother lives there, my older brother, and I kind of grew up there, um, uh, and I, I go to that church now, and I'm in their choir. It's a beautiful and, little and church, it's, yeah. it's a nice little church, so I would have to say uh, I've done a few 
San Rafael is that you know we're kind of lazy over there. We just call it San Rafael. We do, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, I, I love doing the Archangels also, and uh, San Rafael is uh, is one of my favorites. Well, my very first piece of Santero art was from you, and it's an image of San Rafael, and that's oh, really? that, that hangs in my my house. It came from you. Uh, your brother gave it to me. That was when, the first weekend I went to that parish. Oh wow! And it, it, it's one of the images, the retablo with the tin work too. Oh good. And yes. the, the angels' wings are part on the retablo and part of a uh, part of the oh, yes, tin work, yes, which yes, is a yes. which is a, an incredible piece. And every time somebody sees it, they they, they can't help uh, but making a comment about it. But yeah, that's my one of my favorite. Uh, Images to do of, of the archangels. Yeah, I think I'm getting there. I think I'm coming there in the end of September for the feast day. Oh, okay. So I'll I'll be there and um, but yeah, so you'll have to, people will have to stop off and see that. It is a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful little church. Well, well good. Great, well, great. Jerry, thanks for for uh, for for being our guest on uh, Crozier Cast this week, and um, we'll try to get as much information we can out on the the um, the uh, Spanish market. And maybe uh, Suzanne can put some pictures on the, the show notes. Maybe we can get the, the image of that favorite image that he has on his <laughs> on his phone, and uh, that would be great. So, I'll, uh, so again, thanks for thanks for being Suzanne. I'll no turn it over to you. Right. Thank you. Yeah, thanks to all our listeners. Thank you, Jerry, for coming out. Um, all of the stuff we mentioned, whether it's some of Jerry's artwork, some of the artwork from the Spanish market, things like that, you can find in our show notes. Um, and thank you again for listening to another episode of Crozier Cast. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Bishop. Thanks, Suzanne. Thank you.